Hey, Tristan, it's Lady Charmaine. Uh, I'm going to be late for work. What? Okay. You good? Well, Two Wheel Chili just broke down and I'm outside. Yo, who, what did what? You know, Two Wheel Chili. My chopper, my motorcycle. Oh, I need some help. I forgot you riding bikes now. What you, what you need help with? What you need? Tow? Gas? What you need? I'm, I'm stuck on the curb. Oh, man, you know what to do when you're stuck on the curb, don't you? Call the cousin. The cousin? The cousin. Herb C. When stuff like goes like this goes down, that's who you call. He's family. Call Herb C. Well, what's his number? 916-519-8454. Okay, just to make sure I got it, give me the number one more time. I'm going to tell you one more again. 916-519-8454. Herb C. at Need to Live Motorcycle Touring and a whole lot more. Thank you, Tristan. I'm giving him a call right now. He'll be there right away, so do your thing. I'll see you in just a few minutes then, all right? Herb C, need to live motorcycle towing, and I promise you a whole lot more. And ladies, I pick up your bikes also. Help a sister out, why don't you? Yes, I do. <laughs> there you go, man. 916-519-8454. Herb C, need to lift motorcycle towing. And a whole lot more. <laughs> Selling slack, selling, selling slack, selling slack, selling, selling slack, selling slack, selling, selling slack, memento, buying the block back. Selling slack, selling, selling slack, selling slack, selling, selling slack, selling slack, selling, selling slack, memento, buying the block back. Hey, Sacramento, how's everyone doing? It is Wednesday at 1 o'clock. You're listening to 97.5 FM KDEE. I am Agent Key, and we are Selling Sacramento. We're going to jump right in today because I want to use all of this time for my special guest. Just kind of give you a quick backdrop. The month of July, we are dealing with by the block back Sacramento. And so every episode that we have is going to have something to do with getting us ready to buy the block back. And just for example, July 1st, we had understanding the market. We talked a little bit about the background of uh, racial disparities in real estate. Uh, how everything came to be, how ghettos came to be. We talked about the market crash, and we talked about where the market is now. Last week, we had my special guest, tax strategist, Ms. Rue Gamanyu, and she helped us fix our tax situations. And so today, we have Restoring Your Credit with my special guest, Mika Coleman, and she'll be here with us next Wednesday as well, you all, for the episode entitled Increasing Your Cash Flow. And the last Wednesday of this month, we have Changing Your Mindset. So you want to tune in each Wednesday as we prepare to buy back the block. And in stating that also, if you want to know what we're doing as a collaborative for this Buy Back the Block initiative, go to our new website, buybacktheblocksack.com. Buybacktheblocksack.com. Sign up, join our Facebook page, sign up for announcements to see what we've got going on. So I want to immediately introduce our special guest, Miss Mika Coleman. How are you doing, ma'am? I'm doing good. If you're watching us on Facebook Live, you can see the beautiful Miss Mika Coleman. We're on Selling Sacramento on the radio, and I see you guys on the radio. Thanks for following. So, Miss Mika, I want to take a minute and read your pedigree, ma'am. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> 
impressive. <laughs> I want to let you all know who we have with us. So who is Mika Coleman? Mika is an author, entrepreneur, educator, and real estate investor. She began her journey 15 years ago as a mobile notary and real estate agent and later a real estate investor. She's dedicated to empowering and educating entrepreneurs to pursue their dreams. Mika is the founder of Healthy Financial Futures Incorporated. It's a financial consulting and investment firm. Healthy Financial Futures offers products and services that equip clients with skills to make smart financial decisions and action plans to acquire effortless cash flow through real estate investing. Y'all, she makes money. She is blessed with the gift of making money. Can we just say that? So we're really happy, happy to have her here today. As a dynamic speaker, Mika challenges individuals to think outside the box. She operates by these three, by these principles to educate, inspire, and empower individuals to take control of their destiny and their finances. And she's the author of an amazing of uh, I'm sorry, the author of an Amazon number one bestseller. I was going to say an amazing book <laughs> called The Entrepreneur's Guide to Building Business Credit. Seven Steps to Access More Cash and Maximize Your Profits. And she's affectionately referred to as the business credit expert and coach. And if you're watching on Facebook Live, Mika was holding up the book. I'm going to show it to our Facebook Live audience. There it is. Mika's Guide to Business Credit. So you can Google that on Amazon and get that book. And she's an active member of several nonprofit organizations throughout Sacramento and the Bay Area. She's environmental director for the NAACP here in Sacramento, board member of the CAP Foundation, financial consultant of Operation Hope, and she is on the advisory board committee for young professionals. So this just, she is just so extensive, you all. I'm gonna stop right there because I want her to have an opportunity to jump in and start blessing us with information. Is there anything that I've left out? Um, no, you haven't left out anything. I just want to send a shout out to my partner, Lorraine Moore. She's the one that actually helped me with the credit boot camp. Hey, Miss Lorraine. So she's my partner in the Sacramento credit boot camp that we usually um, used to do in Sacramento, but we both have relocated. So I love the opportunity to share this again with you on your channel. And um, I would like to put a little plug in there. We will be having a virtual credit boot camp through the NAACP. Awesome, so awesome, will, is there a date for that? We don't have a date yet, but okay. if you go onto the website uh, or on the Facebook, we will be posting it there. So which website? SAC NAACP. So if you go to the SAC NAACP website, is it there now? Um, no, it will be but there. it will be there. Okay, so make a note to check into the SAC NAACP website within a few days or so yes. for the credit boot camp that they'll be having, the virtual credit boot camp. Yes, or the Facebook. They have a Facebook, too. Or on the Facebook. Yes. Okay, I'm a member there, too. So yeah. I'll see it. I'll repost it when okay. I see it. <laughs> Excellent. So let's get started with today. Um, this is about helping people repair their credit. Yes. How do we do that? That's the main question. If I'm having issues with my credit, what's the best way for me to, what are some steps that I should take to help repair my credit? Okay, so first I wanna just, um, I'm so glad you had me on this because I know there's a lot going on in our economy and our society. And I just wanna, I, I know a lot of people talk about cre cleaning credit, 
but I'm going to try to and test it because I've been there. And I just wanted to share my journey, a little background, a little bit so that maybe somebody out there that may be feeling like they don't know what to do, they've lost their jobs, um, they're not being able to pay their bills. I'm here to tell you I've been there. Um, When the market crashed in 2008, I had um, properties all over the United States and I was in real estate. And as you know, real estate starts to change when the economy changes. And I had all my eggs in one basket. And what ended up happening was, is I had all these bills coming in and no money. Mm -hmm. I was closing zero escrow. Mm -hmm. Everything came to a halt. And so one day I had to have a come home to Jesus talk with myself. And I was like, girl, you can't pay these bills. And I didn't even realize that my overhead was like $30,000. Had no- A month? A month. Wow. A month, yes. And I didn't even realize that and sit down. So one of the things I like to tell people or I teach people is look at your overhead and what you have going out and what you have coming in. Because Mm -hmm. that's actually the start of most people's uh, credit demise. Okay. And them actually starting to like not make payments on their credit. Right. And so I say that all to say I end up filing bankruptcy, but if I would have known what I know now, I would have never done that. Okay. So I'm going to encourage you, number one, don't file bankruptcy. What would you have done instead of filing bankruptcy? What I would have done was, number one, first I did try this, and it does work, but I remember I didn't have any money. I owed American Express Mm -hmm. $50,000 because I was using credit to leveraging credit to buy assets. Mm -hmm. And um, I called American Express and I was like, look, I don't have $50,000, but I I don't have a job, I don't have any money, but can I settle this debt? And they said, sure. I threw out a random number of $3,500 and they took it. Wow. I asked them to send that in writing so that (laughs) I would not get in trouble for it and they sent it to me in writing. Wait, so you owed them how much? $50,000. And they settled for? $3,500. Yes. And that's not the catch. So they send me, they, you know, they email me, they fax me a letter um, confirming that I was going to agree to pay them $3,500. I called them back and then asked for payment plan. Wow. <laughs> that is pretty bold. Wow. So, and they agreed, I'm assuming. And they agreed. Wow. But the caveat to this story is, is that I didn't even have the agreement that I made with them. I was just trying to figure out how to pay these people back right and that so this is really important information that you're sharing at this time mm-hmm. right now with the climate with the covid quarantine and a lot of people either losing their jobs right. or having limited income or just trying to regroup yes so this is a great way that if you want to just start all over mm-hmm. and just reassess right these right. are going to be some great tips. Yes. And what and the, the reason why I wanted to share that story, because it was an unsecured debt. Mm-hmm. And unsecured debt is pretty much anything that is not attached to something, like a car or a house is considered a secured debt. Mm-hmm. But all your credit cards and all those other things, that's unsecured debt. And right. so I'm just going to go into um, one of the things that I learned. I owed over, I didn't even know I was a millionaire. Mm-hmm. I owed over a million dollars worth of debt mm-hmm. when I filed bankruptcy. Wow. Wait, wait a minute. Okay. So. So we need to take a break but before you go into that I, this is this is really useful information because these numbers are way out there you guys and she is not right now today where she was back then right. she had a tremendous amount of debt 
She got herself out of it. She is learning how to use money properly, and she's here to share that with us today. The same tips and tricks and tools that she used for herself that are still working for her clients today. You're going to get that all right here on 97.5 FM Selling Sacramento. I'm Agent Key, and we'll be right back. It's okay to want more out of your life. Empowering, empowering, educating, and encouraging sisters everywhere. This is Today's Black Woman with Jennifer Kent. Monique Greenwood is author of the book, Having What Matters. Well, I truly feel contentment, but, you know, there are days when I think, wow, I didn't quite say that so well to my husband. And, and, you know, I reflect on that. And the next time I try to say it differently so that I can have a better outcome. Um, And I'm certainly comfortable in the home that I live in. But, uh, you know, I I go, wow, wouldn't it be great to have a a place in the Caribbean? So I don't think I'm ever going to stop aspiring for more. It's not that what I have isn't enough. But I I don't want to shortchange myself if I believe I'm capable of more. And I don't mean more just in a materialistic way. But, you know, there are times when I think, wow, I could could have, you know, give myself a break, for example. I I drive myself pretty hard. This is Today's Black Woman, and I'm Jennifer Kemp. Selling slack, selling, selling slack. Selling slack, selling, selling slack. Selling slack, selling, selling slack. Hey everyone, we are back. You're listening to 97.5 FM KDEE. I am Agent Key and I have with me in the studio today, Miss Mika Coleman and she is giving us credit restoration tools, tips and information. She was just before we went on break talking about how she 
at one point had over a million dollars in debt. And I'm going to just let her pick it up from there because she's going to provide a backdrop as to how she got from there to where she is today. Okay, so now that you guys know my story, you, I could tell you how I was able to uh, prevail from that. So one of the number one things that I get a lot when helping clients that they don't know is that you do not have to pay collections. I'm gonna repeat this. You do not have to pay collections. A lot of people, a lot of these collection agency companies are making money off of your lack of knowledge. Define that when you say collections, because there's a difference between the initial person that you have the debt with and the collection company is who? So the collection company is pretty much, let's say you had um, a Macy's or a Target card and you go bad on that card and you do not pay it, it's charged off and then they sell it to a collection company. I'm glad you brought that up. So what a lot of people don't know is if you stop paying your unsecured debt or credit cards, what ends up happening is they have a grace period where they will kind of hound you to try to pay it. And in the event that you don't, they charge it off. Once they charge it off, they get insurance that to, covers your that debt. That covers your debt. And then they make money on top of that by selling it to a collection company. Oh, wow. Yes, which is a third party. And so what a lot of people don't know, I've actually went to court. When I tell y'all I've been through everything, I've been through everything. I've had judgments filed against me. I've had everything, and I've fought every one of them. Not one collection agency showed up on my report. Wow. What made my credit bad was that I did not pay my debt. Mm-hmm. You know, So it was running 30, 60, 90 days, and I have a caveat to that too. If you can't pay, there is an insurance that you can call. Mm-hmm. So call before you um, stop paying. Call and try to get that insurance. I mean, it's like $2. I'd rather pay $2 than $300. You know what I mean? And so it'll help cover us you. understand that because I know some people listening right now are probably saying, well, but I owe that debt, you know, and maybe I'm not able to pay at that point. But at some point, if I'm able to pay, shouldn't I pay it off? What is this insurance? This sounds like so a... So for one, if you can't pay it, but you, in the you'll be able to pay it three or six months from now, I would say call your credit card company and they have insurance on the balance. And that insurance, it ranges from whatever your balance is. I think it's like five or 6%, don't quote me on that. But you can pay that instead mm. of paying the debt that you owe. Now, the people like me, when I didn't have pretty much nothing to give nobody mm-hmm. um, because I was trying to live and survive mm-hmm. and just pay my rent or mm-hmm. my mortgage, I let everything go, and Mm -hmm. from that, for those people that have let stuff go or have had a bad time, Mm -hmm. I wanna talk about that, like cleaning your credit. Number one, Mm -hmm. once you start to get charged off, that's when the collections come into play. Mm -hmm. When a collection company sends you a letter in the mail or they start contacting you, on every collection letter, they have a small clause that says if you contact us within 30 days to let us know that this is valid, we will not pursue. Now, they use a different verbiage, but that's what they mean. And so um, I will be, it's mycreditchange.com, or you can email me. I will email you that letter. And that pretty much got me out of all the collection agencies reporting on my credit. So give us that that uh, website again and the email address. It's mycreditchange.com. 
Mm-hmm. Or you can email at info at mycreditchange.com. And if they reach out to you this way, you'll provide them with the letter that you use mm-hmm. to reach out to these collection companies. Correct. Okay. Yes. And you can use it for people that are like harassing you. It's a cease and desist. And it's basically the public law uh, 95-09 and a public law 99-361 known as the Fair Debt Collection Act. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of people don't know is that there's over 101 laws that protect you as a consumer for if you do not pay your unsecured debt. I really like that you're sharing this information and I I appreciate you making the distinction a little earlier between someone who has, you have some debt and maybe you're able to pay it in a few months or something, you know, you kind of stave them off, call in and make arrangements. But if you are so overwhelmed Mm -hmm. in debt, that you can't see your way through and you really want to start fresh, you really want to start over. I think it's important for me to emphasize that because um, I know that there are some people out there that are probably thinking, oh, but I owe that debt. Sometimes it's just hard to pay that all back. It's just never going to happen. Right. And it's not going to happen in the time frame in which the debtors want it to happen. That's right. And so this information that she's providing today is to give you a fresh start go in the closet, talk to Jesus, ask for forgiveness and move on. So she's giving you the information to, to make a fresh start. Right. And I'm glad you said talking to Jesus because I had to have a come home to Jesus <laughs> talk with myself because I was like, I was always taught uh, to pay my bills first, even mm-hmm. if, you know, I couldn't eat. My mom was like, you know, you pay your, your bills first. But I want to say too, me and my sister were talking about this because we were like, you know, what's crazy is it's a cycle and it's a cycle that we have to get out of. And her and I both, because she was investing in real estate with me, we both had a fall of demise in our credit situation. And what's amazing is that we were just saying that we have more credit lended to us than we did then. Wow. So it gets better. It it does. I, I just want to give someone some hope and inspire someone. It gets better. Okay. Like, keep giving us some pointers. <laughs> keep, <laughs> help us so make it another better. Another thing, too, I want to um, reach out to, too. I woke up in the middle of the night. And I was like, oh, my God, this is another thing people don't know. There's a statute of limitations on collecting debt, bad debt. So like if you have stuff on your credit report and um, it's been there and it's been over four years, that can be removed. No collector in the state of California can collect a debt after four years, period, end of story. That's if it's been charged off. Okay, so charge offs on your credit report that are dated 2016 and older you can get them taken off. Yes. And how do we do that? You can get the, the letter that I will provide. Reach out to her at that mycreditchange.com and you can put at it in the info comments. Info at mycreditchange.com. Yes. I'll put that in the comments and we'll say it one more time before the show ends. Reach out to her and ask her for the documents needed so that you can reach out to these collection agencies mm-hmm. and dispute these items. Mm-hmm. Anything that's been on your credit, for uh, more than four years, so now we're in 2020. Mm-hmm. So if you've got something showing up for 2016 and older, you mm-hmm. can, and it is charged off. Yes, you can have that removed. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's what I do. Awesome. Um, so another thing that I want to let people know is that you know, if, for those that do, are familiar with the credit reporting system, there's three credit bureaus: Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. Um, and so a lot of times when we're disputing, uh, we're 
targeting directly to those credit bureaus. But there's a big, what I call granddaddy, which is called SageStream. Oh. And SageStream is what really keeps all the consumer data and gives it to Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. Mm. So I'm kind of giving y'all some game right now because that's a strategy that I use to shut all of them down. Now, who are they exactly? Tell us so who they are again. What do they do? Pretty much is um, a housing where they house all the information for every consumer, and they basically give it to Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. Okay. And so SageStream is basically actually who actually um what's the word i'm trying to use they're the one that dictates your score because they hold all the information wow yeah so are they responsible for how those three equifax and transunion how they end up with different information Um, because sometimes some items that show up on equifax may not be on experian and vice versa Correct. And also, too, the reason why some of it doesn't is because the person that's actually reporting it, they Mm -hmm. have to pay for each bureau. So that's why it's also different. Oh, we have a question online from Denisha Carlos. She says, are credit repair companies worth the cost to help repair your credit? I'm glad that you said that. So I tell anyone, even if you decide not to go with me, it shouldn't take more than 90 days, period. End of story. I love that you said that. I really do. There's a, another credit repair company that we work with that basically says the same thing. If they can't get it done within 90 days, then if someone basically saying that because there are people out there or organizations out there that try to put you into their system of credit restoration and they have you in there for a year. Well, cycling you, taking your money right. month after month. And I think the, the idea of that is is because if you're going with someone that just was like, well, this is all I could afford. Mm -hmm. They're gonna bill you monthly, but they're only gonna try to do one at a time for Mm -hmm. each bureau at a time. Mm -hmm. Whereas I'm kind of like one of those people, let me get it in and get it out. I don't have time. And because I've I've been a realtor, my whole goal of helping people increase their credit Mm -hmm. is for them to buy a house. Right, right, right. right. So I don't have time to be waiting a year to help someone fix their credit. I need this done within 90 days or less. And that's a great point that you bring up. So if you are working with someone who says they're gonna help you restore your credit if you're going to them to get your credit restored you're going to them because there's something you want to do with that so if they don't have your best interest in mind and they're trying to string you along for a year or so you probably shouldn't be paying money to them if they can't get it done in 90 days i've heard it now from a couple of companies that i agree with with Mm -hmm. what they're doing ethically i see their their process if they can't get it done in 90 days they're probably not the best company to go with thank you for sharing that I wanted to ask you, let's get into how to leverage your credit. Okay. So um, how you leverage your credit. That's why I was talking about my little book right here. And I told you my little background story because I pretty much used all my personal credit to buy all these assets across the U.S. Mm -hmm. And when everything started to come uh, crashing down, my credit, my personal credit started crashing down. So when I was trying to figure out how I was going to rebuild my credit and restore my credit um, to get me back to where I was, I was like, I don't wanna make the same mistake twice. Mm. So for you investors out there, for you small business owners, entrepreneurs, business credit helped me see how I could leverage my personal credit for business credit. Okay. The caveat is, is you do have to have decent personal credit credit. but the difference between what I learned is that when you do business credit like right now um, I probably have like 70 or 80 thousand dollars worth of credit in my business 
but it doesn't show up on my personal. Mm. So, all, so it does remain separate. It remains separate. So all my vacations y'all see me on, that's businesses trips. Okay? <laughs> when we see you in Dubai, <laughs> I'm like, where's Mika now? Where in the world is Mika? So I do want to take the time to let people know if you're listening and you have a question that you'd like Mika to answer for you, give us a call here at 916-921-5333. 916-921-5333. Y'all know every Wednesday I impress my engineer by rattling off the phone number without having to look at it. I've memorized it now. I think we're on show 50-something. <laughs> so give us a call here at the station if you have any personal questions that you'd, uh, personal credit issues that you'd like Mika to address. Oh, that was fast. I know. <laughs> Let's grab your headset there. Okay. And we'll take a call. Ninety-seven five. How can we contact Mika? Your contact information. Um, you can email me at info at mycreditchange.com. Info mycreditchange. Info at mycreditchange.com. Okay. And then the, yes. the, she also has this, the website of the same name, mycreditchange.com. Info at mycreditchange. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thanks for calling. So leveraging your credit, business credit. Yes, so that's one caveat. Another thing that I learned when Lorraine and I was doing our credit boot camps, a lot of people were coming in there and they were saying, you know what, it's not that my credit's really bad, it's just that I have all this debt. Mm. And I don't know how to manage it. And because of that, my credit scores are down because every all my credits, credit cards are maxed to the limit. Mm -hmm. And um, if you guys, I think it's Credit Bootcamp, we have a Facebook group and you'll see some of the testimonials there. So what I do with those is still leveraging your credit because before it gets really bad, what I teach people is how to leverage the credit that they do have and find like a credit union that has a 0% or a personal uh, personal line of credit, mm -hmm. which is it's a little different. I'd have to get more into that. If you guys want to talk to me, you can talk about that. But I teach people how to leverage the good, the credit they have before it falls and transfer all their debt to a 0% uh, personal credit. And what you'll learn is that when people have like a 20% or a 19% or 18% and they have all this credit card debt, if they were to consolidate all of that over to like a personal line of credit or another credit card, it really lowers your debt and it makes you pay off your debt a lot quicker and faster. Okay. And so that's another way that I teach people how to leverage the credit that they already have okay. and minimize their debt by lowering their interest rates on their credit cards. Okay. Is there anything that you can share with our listeners now that they could put into action to help leverage their credit? Um, let's see what they can do now to leverage their credit. I would personally say, um, if they have good credit and they're in debt, is that what you're saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would suggest looking for different credit unions within their area that offer 0% interest rates mm -hmm. and applying for it. And this is if they have good credit or if they're, because if they're in debt, then their credit's not so good. So if they're in debt, there's two things that can happen. Their credit might be, well, so let me just say this. If they're in debt, there still are sometimes banks that will give them a line of credit or even the banks that they're with, they could increase their limits. Mm -hmm. But if they're already in debt, I guess that's where business credit comes in because mm -hmm. you could actually leverage the business credit and actually change 
uh, transfer all your personal debt into your business credit debt. So if um, now I'm kind of confused because if I'm in debt on the personal side, but I need to have good credit to get the business credit, how is that happening? Yeah, so that's why you have to have the business credit first before you go into debt. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. Okay, all right, so there's a little caveat. So yes. in order to be able to leverage your business credit with your personal credit, you want to get the business credit before you go into debt. So that's right. a really good point to make. Right. So if, if you are listening and you currently have good credit and you're a business owner, it would be uh, to your benefit right. to open a line of business credit or yes. get the business credit. Um, give Mika a call so that she can show you how to set that up. And this is a preventative measure, we could say, before things get tough on the personal side and just to kind of keep you in, in a safety or creating a safety net for you safety before net. it gets that yes. way. Okay. Yes, but those, to answer your question, for those that are already in debt, there's one or two things you can do. Some credit unions will be willing to give you whatever you already have. I even tried it. I already, I had debt, right? So I was, I mean, this actually happened to me last year because I was going back and forth. I kind of told you about that. And um, I didn't want to refinance my house. And so I wanted just to co consolidate all my debt. And um, I had $50,000 worth of debt. And so I went to Safe Credit Union and they were willing to give me $30,000 of a line of credit. And what I like about line of credit, you guys, is that um, you only pay what you use. Right. Um, so you can you can kind of do your own numbers of what would make sense, what debt you want to transfer over and what debt you would want to keep. Like mm -hmm. I said, I would have had 20,000. I decided not to go with that, mm -hmm. but there are things you can do even if you're still in debt. To so let me clarify with, with what you did with the line of credit with SAFE, you had a better interest rate there. Correct. And so for other cards that you had that may be holding higher interest rates mm -hmm. you took that debt and you paid it with that yes. card so now you're paying down at a much lower interest rate that's right okay. and so the principal is going down okay and another thing too is leveraging your credit sometimes if you already are it just really depends on the lender you're working with sometimes they will increase your balance mm -hmm. and when they increase your balance they do have different um what do you call that? Promotions. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it just really depends. Okay. Yes. And again, I want to give your website out again, mycreditchange.com, because a lot of the assistance that people are going to need will be personal and you'll have to customize the answer for their personal situation. Right. I do see that we have a couple of questions here from our online viewers. We have Miss Tara saying, asking, when applying for a credit card for your business, what do you need? Do you have to provide your personal social security number? Yes, you do. A lot of people get that confused because when you have a corporation or LLC, which would basically separate you from your personal credit, um, they, there has to be someone behind your corporation. So you would be the grantor behind that. But a, a lot of uh, small business owners, what they do is they just put their social security number and not their business EIN number. Mm -hmm. And for those that don't know what an EIN, it's just like a social security number, but it's for your business. EIN so, stands for Employment Identification that's Number. That's mm -hmm. right. So a lot of people will only use their social, but when you get to a certain level and depending upon the lender they will no longer ask for that but when you're initially starting out at least for the first five to ten years they're going to ask for your social security number mm -hmm. as you being the grantor for it's your business line of credit yes okay yes okay 
And so could someone use their EIN when they're starting out? Or is, there, is that just, they may accept that, but they're going to ask for the social also? They can just do that, but it really depends on the, the lender. Like Office Max, you just can use your own EIN number. But if you're actually trying to have access to capital and cash, mm -hmm. they want to know who's behind that corporation to make sure that you're responsible as a business owner to pay mm -hmm. that debt back. Okay, and then that goes back to having the initial good credit good personal credit. Correct. Can you give us a couple of additional tips for personal credit restoration? I'm having issues with my credit. I'm just going to say what um, somebody else might be thinking. I've just, I'm leveraged to my end, Mika. So for as far as building my, your credit or more so like cleaning your credit? Cleaning, cleaning. Um, let's see, what else do I have I want to buy this home. I want to take advantage of the wonderful interest rates. And I know if I get my credit score high enough, I can take advantage of the down payment assistance programs. But my credit score right now is 540. Okay. I'm so glad. What you, would you recommend? I would recommend, um, and it's different for everyone, uh, but what I first would recommend is looking at your credit and seeing what you already have on there. Mm -hmm. What what I want, another myth, I, okay, let me just say this. There's a lot of myths that people think once they remove the negative items that your scores automatically go up, and they don't. Thank you for saying that. Yes. So how I would help someone that has a 540, and now I think it's 680 or 660 to qualify. To the magic number? Yeah. Yeah, it's 680. 680 yes. to qualify. So I cheat the system, and you guys, I'm so blessed to have the mother that I have. She started building my credit when I was 12. And what she did was, is she put me on her credit cards, and she told me, this is, when you go to the mall, when you go with your friends, use this credit card, and this is your budget. What that did for me is start my credit history early. But not only that, I was borrowing my mother's good credit history. And so to answer your question, how I cheat the system for my clients when I'm dealing with um, credit score issues is I, what I call an authorized user. Mm -hmm. And what I wanna talk about is there's five different things that create your credit scores. Cause a lot of people probably ask you, well, why did my credit stuck? Or like, why won't it go up? Or why is it like staying here? Mm -hmm. Well, it's just like baking a cake. You know, you could bake a cake if you don't have um, flour, but it's not gonna turn out right, right? Right. But you need the eggs, the sugar, the right. flour. All the ingredients all are the, necessary. Yeah, all the ingredients. Um, and so sometimes our credit doesn't have all the ingredients. So I call it my credit builder program where we allow people to be authorized users on other people's credit. Mm -hmm. You might know someone, but you have to be very strategic on allowing that person to be on your credit because you're borrowing the mixture of their credit. And it. I mean, I've seen people's credit scores go up 100 points mm. just from adding one line. Being an authorized user. Just being an authorized user because they have all the ingredients mm -hmm. on that card to add to their credit and it changes people's credit immediately. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's almost like being a credit, almost like being a co-signer, but not really. Right, <laughs> right. Because the, author, the person that's allowing the authorized user can also at any time get that person off their card if they start yes. abusing it. Yes, yes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have a quick question that I wanted you to answer from Mike. He says, any black banking systems you would suggest for investment accounts and business credit accounts? I don't. That I don't know. I wish I did, Mike. That's a great question. That's a really good question. We'll look into that. And uh, Mike, can you email her that question so she can check that out for you uh, at info at mycreditchange.com? And we'll share the answer 
next time. Let's see here. We've got a couple of other questions coming up here. Let's see. Stepping back a bit, Jelena. Uh, Jelena, am I pronouncing your name right? I'm so sorry if I'm messing it up. Stepping back a bit, what steps can I take if I am involved with a credit repair company and have signed a contract with them for two years? Oh, Jesus. Um, wow. I know. Um, I would just, I, I mean, I personally would cancel that contract. <laughs> I get a lot of that. Um, and I would just ask them if they could provide you what they've done so far. Most of the time, one of my um, things that I do not do is I don't go behind anyone because I don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And that could affect my work. Um, so I would basically first get a credit get a copy of your credit report and see what work has been done. Mm. Um, a lot of times they will have if it's been disputed on. Um, this letter can help you. There's a lot of things that people don't know. Like I said, the statute of limitations. Um, some people have repossessions on their um, on their credit that can be removed. There's just put it this way. There's over 101 laws that protects the consumer um, for things added on to their credit. Wow. So it just really depends. Unfortunately, it's been two years. I. So your recommendation to her, though, is to, number one, cancel the contract. Yes. Before canceling, ask them to send her a, a an itemized list yes. of what they've done. What they've disputed. So before you cancel the contract, ask them to send you some a list of the things that they've disputed, what they've done, and you want, you're preparing to divorce them, but they don't know. <laughs> but you want to have that in hand in case you call up Mika or you go to another company so that they can see what work has been done mm -hmm. before they start working on it. And then cancel that contract, Ms. Jelena. Uh, let's see here. We're gonna answer one more question before we take a quick break, if we can. Mila says, my credit score is 704 and there's a collection on there. I've disputed it with the credit bureaus, but they say because of COVID-19, it's taking time to process. I did my dispute before COVID happened. What can I do? So Malia, I'm curious to know how you did that. Um, number one, I always tell people if they're gonna do it themselves, do it online and you can upload letters. It, it actually, the process is a lot quicker. Um, I've heard- Online. Yes, okay. I've heard people say snail mail is better, um, but the only thing, and that's another thing too, I'm glad that Malia brought that up. Mila. Mila, sorry. <laughs> Mila brought that up because a lot of times people say, well, I did it and I did it. The thing is, is you have to unfortunately sometimes keep on doing it because at the end of the day, by law, they only have 30 days. Right. So, right. so they, they shouldn't be dragging it out like yeah, this. Yeah, so if they drag it out in 30 days, then it should be removed. Right. If so you, if she had done it online, then it's kind of an automatic thing that occurs. Right. You get a response in two weeks. But if she has sent it and it's been past 30 days and she hasn't gotten a response back, mm -hmm. then technically the law states that it has to be removed. Good. That's good to know. Mila, reach out to Mika at info at mycreditchange.com so that you guys can continue this dialogue so she can make sure that this happens for you. And when we come back from the break, we're going to take a question from Latrice. And I see that Mila has a follow-up. Mila and Latrice, stay there. When we come back from break, we're going to address both of your questions, ladies. You're listening to 97.5 FM. I'm Agent Key, and we will be right back. Chuck, 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 gone. Chuck, gone. Chaka Khan, Chaka Khan, Chaka Khan, let me rock it, let me rock it, Chaka Khan, let me rock it, that's all I wanna do, Chaka Khan, let me rock it, let me rock it, Chaka Khan, let me rock it, let me feel for you, Chaka Khan, what you tell me, what you wanna do, do you feel for me, the way I feel for you, Chaka Khan, let me tell you what I wanna do, I wanna love you, wanna hug you, wanna squeeze you too, let me take it in my arm, let me feel you, 
a charm shaka Cause you know that I'm the one to keep you warm shaka I make it more than just a physical dream I wanna rock shaka baby cause you make me wanna scream Every rocky, rocky Feel it? We're all becoming great lady leaders. Empowering, empowering, educating, and encouraging sisters everywhere. This is Today's Black Woman with Jennifer Kim. We've been looking at what lady leadership looks like in our lives. I believe every woman is a leader. She directs, she guides, she gives momentum to those within her sphere of influence. And I call this type of a woman a lady leader. Great leaders, lady leaders are honest with the feedback that they give to others. They deal straight with tact. They don't beat around the bush, or worse still, they don't lie to people telling them what they think they want to hear. As a lady leader, practice the art of honest, sincere, tactful feedback. Those who are following you in life will appreciate it. We're on the web, todaysblackwomanradio.com. This is Today's Black Woman. I'm Jennifer Kidd. Selling slack, selling, selling slack. Selling slack, selling, selling slack. Selling slack, selling, selling slack. Memento, buying the block back. Hey everyone, we're back. You're listening to 97.5 FM KDEE. I am Agent Key and we are Selling Sacramento. We are rounding out the end of the show with our special guest today, Miss Mika Coleman, who is the author of The Entrepreneur's Guide to Business Credit. And she has been dropping some business credit and personal credit nuggets on us today. Before we went to break, we had a couple of questions. We we're going to return back to... Uh, our, we had a question from Mila, and she said she contacted her creditor by phone because it didn't allow her to do it online. Oh, uh, yeah. Sometimes people won't be able to do that. There's unfortunately nothing you can do about that. But who, I'm curious to know, does she know which... Um, who is the creditor? No, which bureau, because... Which bureau anybody, was reporting Yeah, on? Equifax don't answer the phone for nobody. Okay. But <laughs> Trans, TransUnion and um, Experian does have, um, I know you can actually call in and they'll dispute it online. Okay. So, so I mean, Mila. not online, on the phone. I know TransUnion for sure. It's, it's, it's kind of a... 
toss up for Experian, mm-hmm. but I I would love somebody could tell me if they were able to talk to Equifax because okay. I have not been able to. I think that she probably needs to speak with you so yes. that you can help her figure that out. Um, can I repeat that again, Keisha? Yes. Um, so um, mycreditchange.com, we offer a free ebook with some of the resources in there as well. Awesome. So they can go to mycreditchange.com as Is well. Is the link there? Um, yes, the link's there to get a free ebook. And I did see a question on there about utilization. And when you were asking me, which I forgot about, um, when you're asking what are some other tips to like increase your credit or help build your credit, um, utilization, my model is 30%. So if you owe, a th- if your maximum balance of $1,000, then you should only owe 300. So if I have a $1,000 credit card, limit yes i should only be utilizing 300 dollars of that card you could utilize as much as you want but but you want to make sure you pay it down to where the balance is only at 300 okay yes okay yes and um also too sometimes like people are like well i don't have that type of money i can't pay it down to 30 percent. so this is another trick that i'm gonna teach you call your credit card company and ask for an increase it'll automatically bring your utilization down caveat (laughs) caveat now when we see more money on the card you can't get the mindset that you got more money to spend. That's right. And that's the biggest problem is having the money available because if you've got a $2,000 credit card, then you're accountable already for that $2,000. That's correct. And if you can't control your spending habits, then your your situation is not going to get better. Right. So what she's trying, the advice she's sharing with you, with us here today, is if you have the mindset now where you don't want to continue down the roll, the road and the hole that you're putting yourself in. If you take any of these tools that she's giving you, extending your credit, you know, mm-hmm. getting a zero percent interest rate and you use them to try to get more stuff. What's the point of it all, ladies and gentlemen? (laughs) We can't buy back the block if you're in debt. Right. (laughs) So the point of buy back the block is that we've got to be debt free. We've got to be on the plus side of our finances and we've got to get our credit straight. I have a question from Alicia Barry. She's been waiting patiently. She says, what can you do about reported late payments? I'm so glad you asked that. Uh, we do have a goodwill letter. Now, this is the caveat with that. Um, and you can, I, it might be in our ebook. If not, you can email me. I will email you that because we did give that out free in our boot camp. So I don't mind giving that out. So with late, now you can't ask for a goodwill to release a 30 day late if you've been 90 days. Okay. So, so let me get that out of the way. <laughs> so if you are a habitual late payer, yes. this t- trick is not going to work for you. It's not going to work. But if you've been 30 days late here and there on different cards, there is a letter for that. And I'm glad that you brought that up, Alicia, because that's another thing that I wanted. I had on my notes that I wanted people to know is that late payments make up 35 percent. of your credit score. Wow. So those late payments really will stick a dagger in your credit no matter how much, unless you just add a whole bunch of positive lines and borrow someone's good credit. That's Mm -hmm. the only way out of that demise. Mm -hmm. But as you know, being in real estate, when you're trying to get a mortgage, they look at those uh, late, you know, they like, wait a minute now. Yeah. So one of the things. If if you've got a year, Mm -hmm. they're looking at your credit report over a year, sometimes two years. 
Yes. And so you want to have a consistent history. Consistent history means at least one year yes. of things not being interrupted, just Correct. showing that you're paying things on time. And you guys, a year goes by really quickly. So don't think that it's too late to start over. If you, if the Lord allows you to wake up 365 days from now, that's going to be a year. And if you start today, you can be on track to yeah. building uh, your wealth and being able to take advantage of opportunities versus people, opportunistic people taking advantage of you. That's right. I, That's I, right. I'm stepping off my, my, my pedestal. <laughs> <laughs> preach, girl, preach. <laughs> That's that's exactly what needs to happen. So. Yeah. And so before we get out of here, I wanted to I'm checking the, the page here to see if we have any other questions that I missed. Did I miss anything, you guys? I just saw Mila. Yeah, girl, you, there's a number and I could get that to you for you to call because TransUnion does um, dispute over the phone. Where do you see that one at? It's right below Alicia. Right below Alicia. She was just saying TransUnion. I was asking her. Oh, TransUnion. Okay. Okay. Okay, so we hope that we were able to answer all of your questions of, of everyone that is asking a question online. I'm trying to make sure that I'm getting it. I'm thanking God for my larger screen so I can see all of your comments. And uh, thank you, Mary. Thank you all for watching. Do you have any closing things that you want to share with our guests before we get out of here? So I have been conversing with my partner, Lorraine, and she just did say that the Goodwill letter is on the website. Once again, that's mycreditchange.com. Also, our Facebook handle is at mycreditchange.com. So if you guys want to go there, I think we have a few testimonials on there. You can go there as well. But one of the things that I just want to um, say to everyone that even if you feel like you're failing, there's a rainbow on the other side. And I'm here to tell you that I, I haven't been perfect. Um, I always felt like I managed my credit good, but you know, things happen in life, you know? And so I just want you to know and encourage, inspire you that things do get better. Cause I was only getting like 50,000. Now people are offering me a hundred thousand. Wow. So wow. it's a blessing. And I'm glad that I was able to go through all of that because I learned that this is another thing. Debt collection companies are frauds. Um, and I also learned, I also did do credit. You said that with some like conviction. <laughs> I did. I did. Real. It's a joke. It's a joke. And um, I learned through the process of how to deal and how to help so many other people. So I just want to encourage and inspire someone. If you think that you, you know, life is over, it's not. Mm hmm. That's good. And you, you all, I really want to encourage you. Um, I, I want to back up what Mika is saying because this is the time when either the sky is falling mm -hmm. or opportunities abound and it just depends on whether you're a glass half full kind of person or a glass half empty yes. and so on this show we are always glass half, half full. full okay always <laughs> and so whenever you need a pick me up whenever you need something inspiring whenever you need to know what's going on in the real estate industry here in Sacramento and how you might be able to take advantage of it you definitely want to tune in Mika will be back with us next week ladies and gentlemen she will be back because she is going to tell us how to increase your cash flow in addition to all of the other things on her pedigree, she is going to teach us how to buy tax deed properties and how she made $70,000 in one 
month. During COVID. Why? During COVID. <laughs> Can you use $70,000? No, we're not saying that whatever she did, you're, you're going to have the same exact results. But what we're talking about, we're, we're, we're talking about a couple of things. Stepping outside the box. Absolutely. Reconditioning your mind. And the idea uh, that you can make more than you your salaried income you can make more yeah. than two or three thousand dollars a month and just to kind of to um i'm kind of getting off subject here but i just want to give an example and i think i've said this before i bought this option this stock option and it's an apple and apple went berserk yesterday what yes they did and i woke up this morning and i was like Oh my God. No way. I bought the option for $360. I cannot tell y'all how much it's worth right now because I don't want anybody calling me asking me for a loan. <laughs> but I just want to say open up your mind to opportunities. That's what we need to do. We're not conditioned to do that as a people. Yes. And we need to do that. We need to learn how to think differently about money. Before we go, I want to remind you to go to Buy Back the Block Sack buybacktheblocksac.com join the page join our facebook page so that you can stay informed with our buy back the block initiative which is what we have going on here this month we have a great surprise coming up for you that i'm going to make a, an announcement on our next show that's a part of the buy back the block sacramento initiative again we want to thank mika for being here today Thank you. And we want to let you all know to tune back in next week because she'll be back. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got some good information, too. Yes. Yeah, so be ready, you guys. Call, tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. You're listening to 97.5 FM KDEE. I'm Agent Key. And if you were doing what you were created to do, I will see you at the top. One Community Health knows health is important to all of us. In San